Now on view at SCAD Fash, Manish Aurora's Life is Beautiful. Renowned for dazzling designs and a rainbow of colors, Manish Aurora has brought the talent and craftsmanship of India's rich sartorial history to the global forefront, earning international acclaim on runways across three continents. Designing in India since the 1990s, Aurora's glittering garments celebrate extravagant expressions of self through varied materials, techniques, and silhouettes in a triumphant union of Western and Eastern aesthetics adapted to today's multicultural society with a touch of humor. Find out more at scadfash.org. Support for WABE comes from 100 Miles, a nonprofit committed to preserving Georgia's 100-mile coast. Protecting this critical coastal ecosystem takes all of us. Watch the stories of the innovators and future leaders who help keep our coast flowing at OurGeorgiaCoast.org. W-A-B-E in Atlanta, this is City Lights. I'm Lois Reitzes. Thank you for listening. Here's how the superb pianist and jazz legend Ramsey Lewis describes Atlanta pianist Joe Alterman's style. It's happy music with tasty meat on the bones. He can really kick butt on the 88. In the liner notes for Alterman's new album, The Upside of Down, another jazz luminary, Les McCann, wrote, I first met Joe at the Blue Note nine years ago, but it feels like I have known him forever. From the moment we met, I knew I had met someone very special, and then I heard him play. Wow, it was mind-blowing. That same praise is voiced by many jazz greats who are nearly twice or three times Joe's age, which is all of 32, I might add. Joe Alterman joins me now via Zoom to talk about his new album, The Upside of Down. Welcome back to City Lights. Thanks for having me. Now... You have been out of school for barely 10 years. And here, legends such as Ramsey Lewis, Les McCann, closer to age 90 than 80, talk about you as a personal friend. How did your relationship with these greats begin? I got very lucky when I moved to New York and I I was a student at NYU. I got an internship just doing office stuff at the Blue Note Jazz Club. I did this internship for quite a few years. And after a while, the club would have a Christmas party and I'd play the party and things like that. And they started to kind of take an interest in my music. So after a while, they'd have me be an opening act for people that they thought whose audience might like my music. So that was someone like Les McCann and Ramsey Lewis. And um, the first big opening act I did there, I played for Hiromi. I opened for Hiromi, the pianist. And uh, Ahmad Jamal was in the audience. And I was so nervous. It was the first time I had played in front of one of my heroes. My nerves, I couldn't get out of my head. And I didn't know how to approach that situation. But as the uh, opening experiences kept going, I, I started to learn to, to play for the 
people, not just for the one person you're really trying to impress. And by the time I got to play for Ramsey and Les, they embraced me more. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Would you tell the story of how you met Ramsey Lewis? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I basically, I met, this is through the Blue Note doing these opening acts. And I remember when I was opening for him, my back was to the stairs. So I couldn't see, you know, when he was watching me, but my bass player looked at me and gave me this look like Ramsey Lewis is standing right behind you watching you play the piano. And and at that point, I got kind of excited. And and afterward, I got off the stage, his uh, manager at the time said, Ramsey wants to see you. I didn't know what to expect, but I went into his dressing room and he was just so kind to me, uh, really encouraging. I was playing opposite him. He, he was telling me about when he was my age, playing opposite Oscar Peterson at the London House in Chicago. And uh, at the end of the conversation, I asked if we could keep in touch. And he gave me his email address and I'd email him every every so often. And he'd, he'd always write back with great advice and stuff. But basically, our friendship really started when I had a, a Valentine's gig somewhere and the sustain pedal of the piano was broken. (laughs) How can you sustain a love relationship if the sustaining pedal of the piano is broken? Exactly. It was all ballads, you know, for Valentine's Day concert. And and I was kind of freaked out. I remember writing Ramsey a note and saying, should I be able to do a concert without a sustain pedal? Or is this something I should be prepared for? And basically, I didn't hear from him for a couple of weeks. But all of a sudden, I got a call from a random number. And I didn't answer it. And I got the voicemail and it was him. And he was telling me about a time when he used to like to you know, slide his fingers all the way down the piano. And he did it uh, one time when he was younger so hard that he actually fell off the bench of the piano. <laughs> <laughs> and he told me that just to say, you know, eventually you're going to be in a place where you can request a, a working piano. Don't worry about it. <laughs> oh, we'll talk about going all the way down the piano <laughs> and up the keyboard. Ramsey Lewis praised your use of the entire keyboard. This is when he first heard you play as a very young pianist, and he he talked about your left hand. Forget about the left hook. Can you explain for people who don't know the workings of a great keyboard artist why it's important to cover the entire keyboard. Jazz piano was a two-handed piano thing uh, up until the bebop era. You had to have a strong left hand. It was basically a lot of these pianists back then were playing solo gigs for dances, and they had to make people dance. (laughs) So they had to have a strong left hand. But basically when the bebop era came around, they were playing more in small groups, and you didn't really need to you know, have such a strong left hand, you more accented in between like little punctuation marks. I don't know if that makes sense. Absolutely. You know, and it's not a knock on anything, but basically from the bebop era on, people were using it more like a single line instrument, like a trumpet or like a saxophone and punctuating with the left hand. And so the two-handed piano thing became seen kind of as passe to some people, kind of a lost art to, to many others. And uh, I think what Ramsey's talking about is he just appreciates that, you know, he hears a lot of piano players who have a strong right hand and can play a lot of single note lines. Well, but he doesn't hear, uh, you know, a strong left hand or, or even the use of the left hand a lot. So I think he just really appreciated that him being a strong left hand or a two handed piano player himself. If that makes sense. Yeah, it makes perfect sense on your new recording. 
What example would illustrate what Ramsey liked in your play? Osei Shalom is one. Um, He's always encouraged me. You know, we talk about the fact that I resonate with this gospel sound and that's really influenced me. Mm -hmm. And uh, he finds that really interesting because he he resonates with the gospel sound because he grew up playing in a church, but I'm Jewish and never have never been to church. So he kind of has encouraged me to lean into songs that I grew up with. So my take on Osei Shalom is really uh, my using my gospel influence to explore my my Jewish background. But I think also with that song, there is a lot of the strong left hand thing that he was talking about. Mm-hmm. He also uh, appreciates things like time after time, because I know it, it's uh, we both like happy sounding piano players. And I think that happy sound mm-hmm. really comes across uh, across there. <laughs> Yeah, what's wrong with Happy? Happy's really been, you know, downgraded. We certainly can use some happiness now to get us through these times. But I'm thinking about some of Lewis's gold records with the in crowd and hang on, Sloopy. Mm. <laughs> Just what what one would consider upbeat. And you not only embrace that, but you have taken it into the 21st century with your own style. Thank you. Which piece on this recording would illustrate that? I think the title track, The Upside of Down, really kind of shows the uh, that happy-sounding uh, meat-on-the-bones thing that Ramsey was referring to. <laughs> <laughs> the title to we should add you composed the upside of down in addition to playing it on this recording yes and uh basically this record was recorded at birdland right before the pandemic it was like two weeks before and at the time this song that became the upside of down i didn't have a title for it i wrote it in like april 2019 and and I'd always play it at my shows and make some joke about it, some stupid joke about how it didn't have a title. And then uh, we made this recording and then, you know, the pandemic hit. And it wasn't until around April of 2020 when, you know, I basically have more time than ever to sit at the piano with nothing to prepare for. And it occurred to me, well, what do you want to play? <laughs> so to use this, try to use this time as an opportunity to, to grow and see what you feel like playing when you have nothing to prepare for, that I was trying to look for some good and all the bad. And that's when the title, The Upside of Down, hit me. And that's the, the meaning behind the, the title track and the album and hopefully the message, the, the feeling and the music gets across. It's a happy music. Jazz pianist Joe Alterman is also the executive director of Neuromina. His new album, The Upside of Down, is out now. We'll return with more of our conversation in a moment. But first, if you are just tuning in, this is City Lights on 90.1 WABE. 
I'm your host, Lois Reitzes. It's Friday. Thank you for joining us because we are in an important moment for WABE, and that's our member drive. You may ask, why does WABE fundraise this way? Well, here's why. A member drive is the most effective and efficient way to get the funds we need to pay for the programs you value, programs like City Lights. We get federal funding, about 10%, and no funding whatsoever from the state of Georgia. In fact, 84% of our funding comes from donations from listeners like you. So donations from Metro Atlanta really do matter. Please lend a hand. Call 678-553-9090, or wabe.org slash donate. I'm joined today by City Light senior producer Kim Drobes. Hey there, Lois. We are so pleased with the support that we get here at WABE, not just from our regular monthly, what we call our sustaining donors, but also from those who are giving during this campaign. And we receive donations from all over the metro Atlanta area, from Calhoun to Carrollton to Conyers. All of these communities are helping WABE and City Lights amplify our community's voices. So what about you? Have you taken a moment to do something that you've always said you wanted to do? That's right. Just take a moment right now to simply stop what you're doing and make your gift of support. It's so easy and it only takes two minutes. So please give now at wabe.org slash donate or call us at 678-553-9090. Trying new things can be scary, like finally signing up for that improv class or putting spinach in your smoothie. Come on, you can do it. Well, you don't have to serve liquid vegetables to try something new. Whether you just got into public radio or you've been with us for years, listening to this station as a member is a whole new kind of listening. So don't be afraid. Here's how to donate. Please give at wabe.org slash donate or with a call to 678-553-9090. Listening as a donor is a different kind of listening. You feel a certain pride knowing you're helping to grow and sustain our station. City Lights is Atlanta's home for arts and culture. Where else can you hear Atlanta jazz artist Joe Alterman discuss his friendship with the legendary jazz pianist Ramsey Lewis? If we are your go-to outlet for connecting you to the latest arts and culture news, then we ask that you please donate online at wabe.org slash donate. So we talk a lot about how your contribution fits into our budget, but let's flip it around for a minute. How does $10 a month fit into your budget? Well, it's the equivalent of, let's say a monthly music streaming service, or maybe a few cups of premium coffee, or how about that thing you bought online recently that you don't even really use very much? I know I personally am guilty of that. 
And with 84% of our funding coming from this community, your donation right now during City Lights will really help us in our efforts to amplify the voices of Atlanta. Please give at 678-553-9090 or give online at wabe.org slash donate. And thank you. When you give to WABE as a new sustainer at $10 a month, we'd like to thank you with our classic Forever I Love Atlanta mug. It features hand-drawn designs of some of Atlanta's most familiar and iconic landmarks, along with the WABE logo. And it was designed by Atlanta artist India Nabarro. It's yours as a monthly donor at just $10 a month, or with a one-time gift of $120. Most importantly, when you donate to WABE right now, it helps us amplify the voices of Atlanta. Please give. It only takes a moment at wabe.org slash donate or with a call to 678-553-9090. Thank you. My name is Christopher Young. I live in Decatur, Georgia. I mean, I listen to uh, City Lights, so I know Lois. Even All of the things that she talks about are culturally robust, and I can appreciate that, but her voice is more of the reason I listen. It's very calming. There's nothing more that I need than something soothing went out in traffic in Atlanta. Thank you, Christopher from Decatur. There are so many reasons to enjoy what you find on WABE. Maybe you are like Christopher and find it soothing, or perhaps you find it refreshing, or maybe it even gets you riled up. That's what great public radio is all about, how it moves you. Whatever your reason or reasons, Now is the time to support what you appreciate on WABE. Please make your online gift at wabe.org slash donate or call 678-553-9090. Thanks. I really can't stress this enough. Now is the time to make a donation to WABE. Please don't wait. You're thinking about it now, so donate now. We're heading into the weekend, and we understand you've got a lot of things to do. But think about it this way. You rely on us to always be there for you. And now we're relying on you. It only takes a couple of minutes at wabe.org slash donate, or please call 678-553-9090. And thanks. The field of mental health counseling is growing rapidly, and Richmond Graduate University can equip you with everything you need as a licensed professional counselor while integrating your faith into your clinical practice. Programs are offered in Atlanta, Chattanooga, and online. Apply today at richmont.edu. That's R-I-C-H-M-O-N-T dot E-D-U. You love free, and at Ameris Bank, so do we. That's why we're proud to offer worry-free, hassle-free Ameris Bank free checking. Manage your money your way with convenient access to digital, mobile, and telephone banking, all with no monthly service fee or minimum balance requirements. At Ameris Bank, we're with you. For more information or to open an account, visit our local bankers in person or online at amerisbank.com slash free checking. Other fees such as overdraft fees may apply. Ameris Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. This is City Lights on WABE. I'm Lois Reitzes. Thank you for being here. Let's return now to my conversation 
with the Atlanta-based jazz pianist Joe Alterman. His new album is The Upside of Down. Here, Alterman shares the story behind the first track on the record, The Smudge. This song really is special for me, especially because I recorded this at Birdland. Basically, I grew up and didn't love the piano or jazz piano until my dad showed me Oscar Peterson. And when I was 16, I saw on the internet that Oscar Peterson was playing at Birdland. I was in high school here. I begged my dad to take a trip to New York. Let's see Oscar Peterson. (laughs) And, uh, We went and I was so excited, so nervous for the night. We honestly got to the club three hours early. Basically, it was just one of the most incredible experiences to see him live. We got really good seats right behind the piano. And I remember that, you know, it actually was one of his last two concerts he ever did. And we were so close to the piano that you can hear him grunting. You know, if you're familiar with Oscar Peterson's work, you hear grunts. And he's basically uh, humming along with what he plays. But it was obvious at that point, in his life, it was he was frustrated because his fingers sometimes wouldn't do what he was humming. And I was close enough to him to hear that. And he was very frustrated, but it was a beautiful concert. And I met him afterward. I asked the owner who had no idea who I was. I wasn't anybody. He took me back to meet my hero. And I was so nervous. And and I never met a hero of mine. And I, and I was idiot, 16-year-old wearing shorts at Oscar Peterson concert. <laughs> and I looked at Oscar and I, I just said, Mr. Peterson, you're my hero. Me and my dad flew up from Atlanta to see you. And he looked at me really sad. And he said, you flew up for this? And it was just such a a really powerful, uh, sad moment. But it was just so, uh, I don't want to say nice, but there was something about this, you know, he's like the greatest pianist ever, opening up to this 16-year-old kid who he's never met, doesn't know. And I just thought there was something so touching and teachable from that moment. And humility yeah and you know every time i go and play on the birdland stage you know when i turn around with the microphone the first seat i look at it's right in my view is the seat for me and my dad from that night at birdland uh when we were watching oscar so just it's a very uh uh, touching a powerful uh, full circle kind of experience to play this oscar peterson composition at birdland and looking on you know the same seat where we had that such a powerful experience experience and what a tribute to Peterson that you put the smudge as the first track. (laughs) We don't want to give short shrift to another legend who is not only one of your heroes but now a close friend and admirer. Les McCann is featured on this recording Tell us about Don't Forget to Love Yourself. Oh, yeah. Well, basically, I I met Les, too, at the Blue Note. I was opening for him. 
uh, we had a, a great meeting. I remember I was uh, really nervous and I was sitting at the piano doing my sound check when he came into the club and uh, he was in a wheelchair and they wheeled him up to the stage. And I was so excited to meet him for any sort of greeting, but he didn't greet me. He just said, uh, play me some blues, boy. And I was really nervous and I played uh, some blues for a couple minutes. And finally, I heard him say, amen. So I knew I was doing something OK. And then he said, <laughs> he said, uh, what's your name? And I said, Alt- Joe Alterman. And he said, Alterman, are you a rabbi? <laughs> I, said, <laughs> I said, no, but I'm uh, and I was trying to think of what to say. And he said, you a Hebrew? And I said, yeah, sure. He said, from now on, you're my Hebrew. And that was <laughs> oh, that is fantastic. <laughs> that was like the start of our friendship. But we basically, you know, he lives in L.A. and I was I've always been on the East Coast. So it was always easy for me to call him after my gigs. It'd be 1 a.m. my time, but 10 p.m. his time. And we would just sit and talk for hours and I'd be at the piano. And unfortunately, he's not in good shape, but and he can't play the piano anymore, unfortunately. Sadly. Yeah. And but when he gets an idea for a melody, he'll call me. And so basically this don't forget to love yourself is that he's in a rehab center. And in 2018, he called me with this melody in his head and he sang it to me. I wrote it down. And then he says, put your put your thing on it. And uh, which means put put some chords to it. So I put the chords and uh, rearranged a little bit of the melody and then played it for him. And he said, great. Now let's let's think of a title. And I thought back to his voicemail before he went into the rehab center, which was always hi, this is less. Give me time to get to the phone. But don't forget to love yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I thought, don't forget to love yourself. That's uh, perfect. <laughs> it's a special song. this show. Artists of this stature of Les McCann and Ramsey Lewis, they have a lot of fans who greet them, and these artists still appreciate that. You talk about what you loved about Les McCann living in L.A. is that it was three hours earlier so you could call him after some of your gigs. It's one thing to meet get a picture, an autograph with your idol. But for these men to befriend you, as they did, with mutual respect as an artist, is extraordinary. And again, I'm thinking of something in terms of how age just does not seem to enter the picture with those who befriend you. How do you explain that? Really, I thought about it, and it is, it's is—it's—it's really a mysterious thing, but it's, you know, it's really fascinating to me is growing up and just loving the music of Les McCann and Ramsey Lewis. And, you know, even before I was, could even play the piano at all, just when I liked piano music and their music there was something that I really resonated with and I remember feeling kind of like I think that if you practice a lot you might sound a little bit like that there was something very personal to me in their sound and it turned out that 
once we met, we hit it off too. <laughs> and I think it just, it kind of reflects that whole music is life thing. You know, I think when I met both Les and Ramsey, I wanted to learn how to play like both of them. And the message that they've both imparted on me is without really saying it is basically you'll never sound like me because you've never lived we, we haven't lived the same life but you've lived a pretty cool life so so lean in lean into that we all have a similar approach to to life and a similar attitude a similar positivity and i think it reflects in the music and also kind of explains why we hit it off personally i don't know i mean i i do know that i'm very lucky that you know because there are a lot of people reaching out to them i'm very lucky that a friendship was formed but i think it has something to do with why our music sounds the way it does. Does that kind of make sense? It makes perfect sense. And I, I liked your description of it as somewhat mysterious because it transcends the years you have spent on this planet and the number of years they've been on this planet. <laughs> it makes me think, you know, when they say uh, good music is timeless. I mean, you know, Ramsey's The End Crowd is over 50 years old, but it doesn't, it's not old, it's still good. <laughs> oh, it sure is. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking, too, about your love of the gospel sound, about how Ramsey told, listen to me calling him Ramsey, <laughs> about how Mr. Lewis told you, lean into what's yours, and Les McGann affectionately calling you his Hebrew. I think there is something in sacred music, in a sacred music inflection that's universal, mm. or sacred music, the sound of spirituality transcends denomination. Do you think that's fair? Oh, definitely. I resonate with, with all kinds of spiritual music. I mean, that could be gospel music or John Coltrane and just how uh, Les resonates with Ose Shalom, but he's not Jewish. I think that's the takeaway from so many of these friendships and us all coming from totally different backgrounds is that music's for everyone. <laughs> and it's a beautiful thing. <laughs> and that isn't to say that each form of sacred music doesn't have its specific appeal and purpose. But in addition to the specific, the spiritual part of it feels universal. Definitely. And I think in talking to other musicians of different religions and uh, backgrounds, is that's what we kind of realize when we discuss say, our different sacred musics together, is that, you know, really we all have more in common than than we don't have in common. And we all just want to be happy in life. And we kind of, in discussing our sacred music and why it hits us in certain ways, that's really always been the takeaway from these conversations about them with people of other religions. It's really, it's a really beautiful thing, especially these days, you know, I, I'll play a, a concert and I, I can look out and I, on the audience and I know the different political leanings of certain people in the audience, but no one's thinking about it at the time. They're all just smiling and listening to the music. And I think that's so important today and something really special about music. Maybe we need more music played live in Congress. 
Hey, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> Get a gig at the Capitol. <laughs> Do you know anyone? <laughs> wow. Really? <laughs> that would be great. Yes. <laughs> so you mentioned that this album was recorded at shows in 2019 and the earliest time, the first two months of 2020 at Birdland, another legendary club. We live in an age where what can be accomplished in post-production in a recording studio is astonishing. I mean, it, it's the audio equivalent of airbrushing, you know, a, a photo. But you like to record live, and it's very risky. Why do you prefer to record live rather than in the studio, Joe? Well, I actually, shockingly, don't really enjoy recording in a studio. I feed so much off the energy of the audience. And I also feel like, and I'm, I mean, I just this is something I maybe just need to learn in a studio, but I feel like there's many times when it feels so separated, you know, everyone's in different booths. I'm playing on a nice Steinway, but you're wearing headphones and through the headphones, it doesn't sound like a nice Steinway. It sounds like a keyboard. <laughs> um, but for me, I love the energy of being in front of people. And so when I had the opportunity to record at Birdland, I took it. <laughs> wow. Speaking of love, I couldn't help but feel touched by something on your liner notes. Special and sincere thanks to my wonderful parents, Ahmad Jamal, Ramsey Lewis, Les McCann, Johnny Valenti, and the entire Ropadope and Birdland families. So gracious, Gerald. Oh, well, I, I owe a lot to a lot of people. <laughs> I haven't done this all by myself by any means. Joe Alterman, jazz pianist and executive director of Neuronina. His new album, The Upside of Down, is out now. You can find out more information on our website, wabe.org slash citylights. Coming up, the next in our series, Speaking of the Art, artists in their own words. But first, you appreciate the quality programming you hear on WABE. That's why you're listening. So now it's time to donate. During this fall membership drive, we're asking for your donation because it helps pay for this program. Conversations with young, talented artists like Joe Alterman can only happen on our show thanks to your generous donations. We can't do any of this without you, and that's because we rely on the Atlantic community for 84% of our funding. Please lend a hand to keep the arts and culture conversations continuing over our airwaves by donating online at wabe.org slash donate or by calling 678-553-9090. Here's City Lights senior producer Kim Drobes. 
Hey there, Lois. As you know, right now in this hour, we're going to ask everyone to give because you guys appreciate the value of City Lights on WABE. What other Atlanta radio program allows you to be a fly on the wall for conversations with artists like Tim Meadows, Amy Ray, Henry Winkler, and Bill Kelleher from Mastodon? One of the easiest ways to give is by becoming a monthly donor or what we like to call a sustaining member. By becoming a sustaining member at $10 a month, you can rest easy knowing that your monthly donation is helping fund programs like City Lights. And we can be rest assured that we've got commitments from our listeners to meet our financial obligations. We suggest $10 a month. For many listeners, that is the amount that seems right, but only you know what you can afford. Please take a moment to give as generously as you can right now at wabe.org slash donate, or pick up the phone and call 678-553-9090. My name is Penny Brooks, and I live in McDonough. I listen to WABE because no matter what time of day or where I am, I can listen to information that is really compelling and tells a full story. And the variety of content that is played on WABE, it it keeps me coming back every day. Thank you to Penny and McDonough. And we hope to keep you coming back every day. We broadcast 24 hours, seven days a week, and we make sure that every second is worth your time. When we seek out new stories on City Lights, we strive to share the best arts and culture news of Atlanta. It only takes a moment to support WABE, and you choose the amount that's right for you. Plus, we've got ways to thank you for your kind support. You can check out the WABE mug, socks, and other thank you gifts at wabe.org slash donate or when you call 678-553-9090. Thanks. Remember that as you're thinking of giving to WABE, there's an amount that is right for you. And yes, even if you can only give a one-time amount right now, that is fantastic. Although sustaining memberships, monthly donations are best for us, they might not fit into everyone's budget, and we get that. 84% of our funding comes from the Atlanta community, so any amount of giving is greatly appreciated. And your gift, it'll help us continue to amplify the voices of Atlanta, so please take a moment and do it now at wabe.org donate or give us a call, 678-553-9090. Tens of thousands of Atlanta listeners have decided to fund this station, which helps us amplify the voices of Atlanta. And the response we get is really important. In a past fundraiser, Ira Glass of This American Life once said the following, We wouldn't be asking for help if we didn't need the money. We need your support. Please give online at wabe.org slash donate or call 678-553-9090. Thanks. With your $20 a month gift to WABE, we'd like to send you two great thank you gifts. 
the NPR 50th Anniversary Commemorative Tote Bag, along with the NPR 50th Anniversary Mug. The bag features a large zippered compartment and a smaller front pocket. The 11-ounce mug is red on the inside and white on the outside. Both items feature the NPR 50th Anniversary Commemorative logo. The two gifts are yours with a new monthly gift of $20 or a one-time gift of $240. Help WABE amplify the voices of Atlanta with your gift right now at wabe.org donate or phone 678-553-1990. Thank you. We'd like to thank everyone that's already donated. Their support does more than just bring you the news you value. It also allows us to share conversations like the ones you hear on City Lights. But right now, we need to hear from you. It only takes a couple of minutes to make yourself heard with your donation at wabe.org donate. Or give us a call, 678-553-9090. This is City Lights on WABE. I'm Lois Reitzes. Thank you for listening. It's time now for our segment, Speaking of the Arts, where we hear some of Atlanta's creative artists in their own words. My name is Dorothy O'Connor, and I'm a multidisciplinary artist. I began in photography and grew into public art and installation. I took my first photography class in the eighth grade. I loved everything about it, loading film, making images, the whole darkroom process, mixing chemistry, developing, and printing. It was creative, scientific, totally immersive, and a little magical. In college, I switched my major to English and took various studio art classes, which became my minor. I was born and raised in Atlanta. Most of my immediate family is still here. I love this town, and I really never saw any reason to leave it. I've lived all over the city and settled in southwest Atlanta about 18 years ago. I've always loved working with my hands and enjoy learning new skills and testing ideas and new materials. I find comfort in repetition and labor-intensive processes. I'm drawn to creating images rather than capturing documentary style, and I found that photography is the perfect medium to encapsulate all of my different interests. Purchasing a house enabled me to start creating in a whole new way on a much larger level. I began to build large fantastical rooms to photograph in my converted garage behind my house. Each scene, as I call them, became more and more elaborate. At the suggestion of a friend and patron, I began to open them with a live performance in the style of a tableau vivant. This led to the arena of public art and the opportunity to create installations in public spaces. The performance and the installation were ultimately ephemeral. Capturing the scene with my 8x10 camera and film became the lasting piece. This and the Beltline's commissions for temporary public art led to my interest in the challenge of creating standalone sculptural pieces. I'm inspired by nature and often use collected items from the natural world, both in my installations and public art pieces. My themes are often shaped predominantly by events from my life and explore subjects both broad, such as animal welfare and environmental concerns, to the more intimate, friends, family, and community. In the end, it's all just about telling the story. I currently have a sculpture piece on the West Side Beltline that was done in collaboration with incredible Atlanta artist and dear friend, Sephora Camille Thompson. 
I will also be showing a small collection of photographs from a few bodies of work, including scenes, in the gallery at the new Epicurean Hotel in Midtown, opening at the end of October and running for about six weeks. Multidisciplinary artist Dorothy O'Connor and our series Speaking of the Arts, Artists in Their Own Words. More information about O'Connor and her work will be on our website, wabe.org slash citylights. If you are just tuning in, I'm Lois Reitzes, and this is WABE City Lights. Public radio stations like WABE follow a unique business model. It's based on trust. We know you value and trust what you get here, and during a fundraiser like this, we trust that if you can afford to, you will lend a hand. We use your donated dollars to pay for programs you value, like City Lights. Our in-person events, such as City Lights Live at Georgia Tech or WABE Mixtape Live at Sweetwater Brewery, are only possible because of your generous donations. Please give at wabe.org slash donate. Today I'm joined by City Lights senior producer Kim Drobes. So we all know that City Lights is what you're listening to right now. Don't ask how we know, but we know. It's one of the many programs we offer here at WABE. Think of the other shows you listen to time to time, though, like Closer Look, 1A, Fresh Air, or one of my personal favorites, Jazz Classics with H. Johnson. No matter when you're tuned in, you'll find something engaging and informative on WABE. Today, we're asking for a little help in covering the cost of everything you enjoy about 90.1. Please give wabe.org slash donate or call 678-553-9090. 50 years ago, NPR led the way with a new approach, one that didn't talk down but invited you in. I'm Jen White, and on public radio, you're always part of the conversation. We tell stories about your community. We give you space to weigh in and report on topics you care about. So join us, and please give what you can now. Here's how. You can give by going to wabe.org slash donate or by calling 678-553-9090. As Jen White just said, you're always welcome here, and you always will be welcome. And to do what we do best, we depend on Atlanta-area listeners, just like you, for support. Please make your first-ever donation to WABE online at wabe.org slash donate, or call 678 Five five three Thanks. So right now we're asking you to think about what WABE and City Lights really means to you. And please donate accordingly. How about 33 cents a day? That's about $10 a month. And we suggest this amount because it seems to be the most comfortable level for a new monthly donor, what we call a sustainer. 
And let me ask you something. Have you been meaning to give? Have you heard these member drives come up and you know you want to help out, but you just haven't found time yet? We understand. But what about right now? Think about those 33 cents as the price of keeping you informed and up to date on the latest performances at the Fox or an art installation at the High Museum or how about an exhibit at Mint Gallery? Your gift helps us amplify the voices of Atlanta. So please take a moment and donate 678-553-9090 or give online at wabe.org donate. When you give to WABE as a new sustainer at $10 a month, we'd like to thank you with our classic Forever I Love Atlanta mug. It features hand-drawn designs of some of Atlanta's most familiar and iconic landmarks, along with the WABE logo, and it was designed by Atlanta artist India Nabarro. It's yours as a monthly donor at just $10 a month, or with a one-time gift of $120. Most importantly, when you donate to WABE right now, it helps us amplify the voices of Atlanta. Please give. It only takes a moment at wabe.org slash donate or with a call to 678-553-9090. My name is Sue Lee and I live in Johns Creek. I remember a long time ago when I was listening to uh, the spring and fall fundraising and people would talk about Cornerstone members. And I used to think wow, is this like a secret society where I don't know how I can become a Cornerstone member, right? And then I researched and then then found out that if you give monthly as little as $100 a month, you can become a Cornerstone member. And I think listening to WADE, it's priceless. Like, oh, that's the least I can do. Thanks so much, Sue. One of the best parts of public radio is that it is actually priceless. We want everyone to have access to this community resource. For that reason, you'll never see a paywall from us, but we've still got bills to pay. Cornerstone Society members pay around $3 a day, but you can decide the amount that works best for you. All the gifts working together create great programming, and create all the reasons that you enjoy listening to WABE so much. Please give online at wabe.org slash donate or by calling 678-553-9090. Thanks. This fundraiser is going very well. Thanks to listeners from inside and outside the perimeter. Thank you so much. But we're not quite there yet. Your donation is just as important as their donation. Remember, 84% of our funding comes from donors just like you. No one shoulders all of our funding alone. So right now, we need you. Please do your part at wabe.org slash donate or call 678-553-9090. Thanks. You've been listening to City Lights, our daily exploration of arts and culture. Monday at 11 a.m., guitarist and singer-songwriter Kaki King will tell us about her upcoming performance, Data Not Found, happening at Georgia Tech's first center next weekend. 
If you missed part of today's show, you could catch up on our website, wabe.org slash citylights. There you'll find our complete archive of interviews, so you can listen to City Lights on your own schedule. City Lights senior producer is Kim Drobes. Summer Evans is our producer, and our engineer is Shelley Canavy. I'm your host, Lois Reitzes, and we want you to connect with City Lights on social media. Share your feedback with us on Facebook at WABE City Lights, or check out our pictures and videos on Instagram, where we are at City Lights underscore Lois Writes Us. And of course, I would love it if you'd follow me on Twitter at L-O-I-S-R-E-I-T-Z-E-S. Thank you for listening to WABE, Atlanta's choice for NPR. Thanks for listening to WABE, Atlanta's choice for NPR. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. Have you donated to WABE yet? I know you've heard us talking about why it's important, but it doesn't have to be this big decision. You can give at whatever amount fits your budget. It can be a spur-of-the-moment thing. You already get so much out of public radio, so just go for it. Visit wabe.org donate and become a member right now. And thank you.